Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Are you ready for a revolution in your thinking? We We are. are. (laughs) It's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, and I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. Today's show is called Smile for a Living with Grace Deathridge. Off the sunglasses. Settle in here. If you really would like to be a change agent for good, it's simple. Start grimacing less and smiling more. A smile communicates love in ways that words cannot because it radiates divine love and kindness. Whether we are sharing a smile or the recipient of love, we or the recipient of one, we can feel the joy of God's grace flow through us. Our smile is also magnetic, yeah. making us attractive to our good. Smiling makes us a welcoming presence. It's greeting the good that's that's on its way to us. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to join them in spreading heaven on earth with their smiles. And during the second segment, good-humored Grace Deathridge keeps us, grim- uh, keeps us grinning with today's reading, which is smile. Man, I got to read through this at least once before I get on the air. because <laughs> Well, smiling makes us a welcoming presence. It's greeting the good that's on its way it's to It's greeting us. the good that's on its way. I'm it's so magnetic. used to you saying greedy little showbiz hands. <laughs> greedy little showbiz hands. Greedy little showbiz hands. Greedy little showbiz. Greedy little showbiz. Greedy little showbiz hands. <laughs> <laughs> We're high. We're still high off Satish. Yes, we are. Man, you can't buy that kind of that that you, even at the new weed shops that are legal in California, you can't buy that grade of Satish. No, that is the best high there is, and you can't get any higher than love. And, yes, and we were just talking with uh, our guest who will be coming up in the second segment because Grace Deathridge is the person who recommended uh, Satish Kumar, and uh, she works with him, and she'll share some more. I don't want to. Um, Go too much into it, but literally just talking about that experience again, like we started laughing and smiling, and smiling really is the indicator that our consciousness has been spiritualized the way uh, Charles Fillmore would describe it, you know, and that's what, for some reason, that's simple, because sometimes I'm like, I'm screwed, I can't smile, I feel like crap, and then I'm getting overwhelmed and bombarded, and I'm on the wrong frequency, but something about the way Charles Fillmore calls it spiritualizing my consciousness I feel like it's something about that because it's 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 in his Twelve Powers book, which we never read, but once gave a sermon on. 
But I read one small part of it for uh, my talk. At that time, we did the the, the thing at Unity Truth of talk, Santa yeah. Barbara. And um, in the power section, he talks about spiritualizing our consciousness. When we all know what that feels like, if we have, especially if we practice our morning routine, when the sort of the light bulb goes on and all of a sudden life starts flowing through, and that's when that's when everything, the things Daryl's texting me suddenly become funny <laughs> instead of ah, screw Pizarro. And uh, we just the whole world becomes a brand new place, like anywhere I go becomes uh, a, a wonderful place to be. Well, I think people should uh, start to consider smiling is like the dial on a radio. Mm. I mean, it's like not it's not the it, it's it's actually using your inner dial to click into the frequency of love. Mm -hmm. And it sounds ridiculous. We're going to read something that even says it sounds ridiculous. But, uh, you know, for centuries, teachers, I mean, Buddha's smiling Buddha. I mean, for centuries, joy is the strength of the Lord. You know, that's in the Christian philosophy. I mean, it's been said, repeated over and over. The good news is, uh, for those folks that tend to be dismissive of religious uh, teachings, spiritual teachings that they heard, which is understandable, because sometimes not the best representatives are sharing the good news so we understand that Ed and I had to both, you know, we have to disengage with our old prejudices about some of these things and what they meant to us previously and take a fresh look at them. Yeah, because not every teacher believed in service with a smile. No, <laughs> the ones who were sharing service yes. with a smile weren't smiling. But here's the great thing. So let's say that stuff still rattles your cage and yeah, okay, hocus pocus, religion. Well, the great news is uh, many, many more people tend to believe in science, and I just happened to find it for us that confirms ah, yes. this. The science of a smile. And I just want to say... Scientific benefits of a smile. Science did that. At once we... It's, it's always... you got to remember, science is always deductive reasoning, meaning it's taking a look at what is, and it's finding out what... Right. What put it like? What are the laws behind this? So it reinforces these as already being inherently true. Well, that's and that's exactly what the spiritual teachers were doing. It's like yeah. we're we're all observing the same life in a, in, a, in an attempt to understand the principles that govern it. Yes, and William James, hmm. um, in addition to what I'm about to read, I just want you to consider William James said, you know, the greatest. Discovery is not just that our thoughts create our feelings and our actions. You know, our thoughts, mm -hmm. then feelings, then actions. But we can use our actions to change our feelings and our thoughts. Right. You can use it in the reverse method. And that's why, why I said at the beginning that smile is actually taking your inner dial, if you're not feeling particularly good, and tuning it into the higher frequency of love. Mm. And just to let you know, scientifically, here it is. And you could Google this. Just Google benefits of smiling. Google scientific benefits of smiling. 
So uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, nowadays even Kaiser would put this stuff yeah, well, out. Like it's become so much right. more acceptable. So here it is. I'll, I'll just read a few of them. I'm just going to read uh, five of them. Mm -hmm. um, smiling not only offers a mood boost, but helps our bodies release cortisol and endorphins that provide numerous health benefits, including reduced blood pressure, increased endurance, reduced pain, reduced stress, strengthened immune system and it just goes on to say uh hang on i actually took a picture of it so i wouldn't be doing all this scrolling here we go why is a smile so powerful and this isn't even taking in condition what we're about to read on uh, on the spiritual the real powerful but it just shows if it's ha if it's starting to change yeah. Our bodies, it's changing our frequency. Well, I like what you're saying. That there's like a spectrum: thought, um, action on one side, thought on the other. Yeah. Right now, you're talking more like just even just the action yeah. part changing. Yes. And then as the it show could, goes on, we're gonna also talk over here yeah, about the it, thinking side. Because it, it goes thought, feeling, action. But yeah. you can use action right. to change your feeling and then your thoughts. And now you're dialed in. Right. So here we go. Why is a smile so powerful? And this is the scientific reason. Smiling is good for your health in a number of ways. It can reduce stress, help heart health, lower blood pressure, and boost your immune system by decreasing cortisol in the body. A simple smile, and this is the William James portion, genuine or even forced, prompts the brain to produce endorphins and serotonin causing positive emotion isn't that yes. a great tool it's the last thing we want to do but i'll tell you what when you're desperate you'll do it daryl yeah. and ed will do it just like a yes walk when we go yes yeah. yes or I'll, and another if, if if you're having trouble getting in or feeling good about what's going on another simple tool is to just Relax, get into like a place where you could sit quiet, like in a meditation. And as you start to come, put a grin, like smile, and then keep smiling for a minute in the meditation. You could set a timer. You will be amazed at how much your mood and then the train of thought even changes to possibility thinking instead of problematic thinking where it yeah. was. I like that. And and if, if you're like myself. <laughs> Wait, I gotta say, yeah. there's a friend of mine, Claude. Yeah. He 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 one time we were like uh he was telling me about yoga and he goes, Yeah, you gotta sit there and imagine your your liver is smiling. And oh, I thought it was nice. so absurd, but it was so good because it's something that kind of instantly makes you like giggle. Yes. Yes. That, there was remember we read something, we were sitting in Unity of the West Side, there was a book, some doctor. Of, and I think he was a metaphysician, and he was talking about no, he's a psychologist. Maybe making imagining your subconscious mind smile. Yes, that's a great tool. Imagine anything. Your mind smiling is yeah. what he said. Imagine. Stop no, trying yeah, to he think. Said, yeah, stop yeah. trying to think positive. Just take a minute. Imagine your brain is smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it as subconscious mind, just because it's like. Those parts that you're having tr that seem yeah. to be ruling you and governing you, whatever you want to look at it, but imagine that part smiling. I mean, the other day I 
I had a planned a dinner with my wife and son, and um, and, and then thought, oh, this would be good. My mother in law wants to come along. She loves this restaurant, so it'll be natural. I just don't like doing like forced family things where it's like we're getting together because we should, but. I like only want to do it if like everyone actually it's somewhere where everyone actually wants to be. So I was like, this is perfect because my son's getting ready to go back to college, and then my my my, my wife said, ah, you're my father-in-law will be out of town. Which I was like, all right, even better. Uh, and uh, then it turned out he wasn't out of town, and I was like a little bit triggered because there's been a lot of stuff going on. He's been coming around because they're like talking about remodeling a house in front of us where that he owns, and uh, so. I kind of like dug in internally to, I'm a victim. I had this thing planned, blah, blah, blah. Now this. And, he ruins everything. Yeah, and I really dug into all the judgment. And sure enough, when he showed up, he first thing he took me outside to ask me about painting the roof of our garage and like did it in a way of like, I don't know, just all this stuff that has come up with us in the past. Because I had been cursing it. I like it turned into this pretty gloomy beginning to the evening. Thankfully, these principles, and I called you, I took a little walk and kept blessing it. And it all turned around for the better. But I realized like this show is really about affirmative thinking on top of um, the tool that Daryl just said. It's about changing our thinking because that's what we get the results of our thinking. Yes. Period. It's it's so revolutionary at times to realize this. Like today, so that night, like so after that. I, and I woke up in the middle of the night and, you know, because then it pulls in my wife and it triggered her. Like, I mean, again, we, we ended up having, I, I blessed it and I caught myself, but, and I, and I ended up, we had a good dinner and, but in the middle of the night, I woke up just feeling kind of, oh, what I actually was walking around the house that evening going, what did I do? And what am I doing? And it was like, because I was like, what am I doing that has got me back into this muck, man? I thought I was over this. And so I woke up in the middle of the night, just kind of, oh, I felt feeling the hangover from that. And I just, I just started blessing and just saying, I love Bob. That's my father-in-law. I love Linda. I love anyone I could think of. I love Indy. I love Daryl. And I would picture myself hugging each person. Even if you're like, you're not a hugger. I was like, I'm hugging Daryl. I'm hugging my father. I'm hugging everyone. And I'm just, I love them. I love them. And the next day, because I had had the, such a contrasting experience, I was just walking around. I love my mom and dad. I love like every anyone I could think of. Yeah. And man, that as the backdrop of my day changed my the whole quality of my day, man. By just by going, I'm going to insist that I love everyone because it's the truth. That's the thing. My deep the deeper truth is that we do love everyone. And by doing this, I realized. They can think, and, and there was a reading by Cohen, and we're not going to read it, but it was basically saying, like, when we choose to be, the, choose the reality we want to live in, which we do, and he in there, he goes, this is the greatest night ever, because he watched some movie, yeah. Mr. Holland's Opus, and he goes, why? Because I said so, and we were laughing about that, but it's true, like, we each... I have to say it not to someone else, but to my own brain. This is the best day ever. And that, the voice in my head goes, why? Because I said so. Because it's true. Because it's universally true that love is who I am and love is who you are. And then I realize, like, my father-in-law or whoever it is, the district, they, the school district, they can think and be in whatever reality they choose to. And it doesn't have to negatively affect me, really, in any way because I can choose to smile and live in this heaven on earth. And it's real. It's very like I can prosper. I can have great relationships. I can have whatever it is I really desire, 
Um, it'll come to me in the most amazing ways, like Daryl was telling me yesterday, in the right time, the right way. We, neither one of us has ever had to struggle since we've started. I mean, we do sometimes find ourselves struggling, but our work is to let go of the struggle and smile so that our good can come to us. Well, the struggle is always internal. That's the good news. And yeah. then once the struggling stops within myself, the external, the, the, my universe starts rearranging back in order that it's always been. It's never really been out of order, like in harmony, but I kind of disengage with it. Yeah. And I could disengage with it as long as I want to. But it's just like, you know, they, another thing they say, you know, uh, physically, physio physiologically, mm -hmm. that it takes less effort to smile than frown it's the same with our circumstances. When I'm disengaged and I'm frowning about things, I'm using a lot of effort to prevent my enjoying a nice, harmonious outcome. I'm actually delaying the process, the remedy. It's like uh, I shared, we do a, um, for all those people, uh, who contribute through Patreon, thank you, because you're helping uh, uh, keep this show going and uh, sharing it with others to hear this great stuff, and mm -hmm. we appreciate it. But we also do a um, Tuesday Prosperity uh, workshop for all our Patreon subscribers. We really do it for the two of our, for each other, but we're glad you join us, and we record it, so if you missed it and you're a Patreon contributor, you can always play it. And on there, it's just like St. Francis, you know, many, many, many years ago, there's the St. Francis prayer, mm -hmm. you know, where there is doubt, let me bring faith, where there is, you know... Hatred, love, let yes, me bring love. Yes, yes, where there is discord, let me bring joy. Oh, yeah. So what it really is, it, it really is him... Doing like Daryl and Ed, that was he wrote that for himself. He wasn't going, oh, I'm going to write a prayer and become famous. Right. He actually had he was like a scoundrel before he sobered up, right. and he had to use every tool in the book, like we do, to yeah. get back in agreement with the harmony of the universe. So he saw the the like to 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 define the Saint Francis prayer in a nutshell for myself. It's this is like St. Francis is telling me this. Trust God, let go of the obstruction so the remedy can flow. Because once I let go of the obstruction, the discord, the resentment, the malice, the anger, then the love can go. But we could prime the love by knowing the truth that love really is the most powerful force in the universe. Yeah. And just to share what you were. To reinforce what you were saying, we have a reading here from... Well, while you're getting your glasses, I just want to say, because you, you were talking and it made me think, like some people, including myself, might think, is this the old grin and bear it? No. And it's not grin and bear it, it's grin and release it. Yes. Grin and let go of it. It's not like, this is not packing the musket, smile through it, because that's no. like, you know, there's people that use that, you know, punishingly in the past. Like I could picture like, you know... Them telling my wife, like, uh, uh, 
you know, the house, the, the, the wife or the woman in the 50s, just grin and bear it, you know, or whatever. You know, like I've just, I can just hear how people have misused this. There's that terrible song. Um, don't cry out loud. Keep it inside. Like there's all these just terrible versions. Of this. We're talking about smile and let it go. Smile and release it. And when you say remedy too, remedy, the remedy is recognizing that all is well. I mean, yeah. it, it, it comes in the form of recognition that no punishment's required. There's never, there's never really anything wrong. Our good is, it's letting our good flow. That's the beauty of it. It's not just like, phew, I got out of trouble. It's I'm getting out of the trouble, but I'm also getting into the reality, uh, which is satisfying and productive and, you know, all the good that we desire. It's amazing. It's getting into the groove is... Yeah, Madonna. Madonna once said. Didn't she whisper that in your ear? Get into the groove, baby. You got to prove you live in harmony. Yes. Okay, you ready? We all can have a little, well, that original Madonna, the original <laughs> version on our <laughs> shoulder. For 1983. Dancing on our shoulder and telling us, get in the groove, baby. So uh, this is from a reader that was recommended by Rod Schweitzer. He's been a guest on the show several times. It's 365 Science of Mind, it's a year doesn't of have a cover anymore. Yes, go ahead. Daily Wisdom from Ernest Holmes. And this one was just yesterday's reading, and we were, like, we were both read it. We both sent it to our friends. I took a picture. Ed did a you know, text. I know. I actually just wrote part of it in the text, and then I don't even think you saw it. And a moment later, you took a picture of it and sent the same thing. So it's perfect. It it's perfect for what we're talking about, because this is the law, folks. You are either attracting or repelling according to your mental attitudes. You are either identifying yourself with lack or with abundance, with love and friendship or with indifference. You cannot keep from attracting into your experience that which corresponds to the sum total of your states of consciousness. This law of attraction and repulsion works automatically. It's like the law of reflection. The reflection corresponds to the image held before a mirror. Life is a mirror peopled with the forms of your own acceptance. How careful then you should be to guard your thoughts, not only seeing to it that you keep them from doubt and fear, accepting only the good, but equally you should consciously repel every thought that denies that good. Uh, Wait, I wrote something to myself, but probably something we're going to be saying. <laughs> like, my career is expressing love and I'm well compensated. Yeah. And I realize, you know how people go, it is what it is. Like, that's like Grin and Barrett. You know, mm. people go, it is, oh, well, it is what it is. Actually, you always hate that saying. I actually like it, and I'll uh, tell you why. But first, because uh, okay. they're equally valid. I'll well, I your... fix it for me. I wrote... It isn't what it is. It is whatever I anoint it. Yes. I baptized everything. I baptize everything good today. Yeah. Nice. And then I went on to tell I just use that it is what it is when it's like there's something going on. I don't need to be caught up in it. I just go, oh, that is whatever that is. Now, uh, same oh, thing. Let them have it. Let's move on to something that what we're doing. Here. Yeah, like let them have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I hear you because it's all about the spirit with which we say yeah. these things that matters. And, um, oh, my career is expressing love. Think about that. Our job is always our job. Yeah. And if you really want to listen to a good show on this, 
um, the episode with Satish Kumar reinforces all these all these ideas we're talking about. My career, because I've thought about it. I go, I have had different jobs over the many, many decades. But once I learned that love is the key and smiling and being generous of heart, mm -hmm. it's like these jobs come and go. I've always made more than enough money. And my career is always expressing love. And this was just to keep myself in the groove. I write these things after my morning routine for me. I do not stifle my joy today. And life is wonderful as a result. The law yeah. of reflection is the law of attraction. I'm doing my part of expressing God's love and feeling joyful knowing I have a team of loving angels caring for me. Brilliant. And then, today I am conscious of this and enjoy miracles of confirmation. Meaning, we get the demonstrations that reassure this. That's how the show got its title. Funniest thing, you're not going to believe it. It actually worked out better than expected. That's right. That's right. Today's title came when you. I read your reading for the show and then i went surfing and all of a sudden smile for a living just kept popping through my head it's amazing how this stuff works let's do our breaths yeah which goes right with what you were just saying Perfect. do some business, business. Uh, thank some th people uh i got this last reading from Holmes. then we're gonna say Wait, hello to death Rich. is this show business this is what you call show business <laughs> not show biz hands that's right so okay. let's take a deep breath I'm smiling for a living and laughing all the way to the bank. Ah, I'm smiling for a living and laughing all the way to the bank. Ah, <laughs> I'm smiling for a living and laughing all the way to the bank. Man, you said it. If we just smile, if I smile and that's the only thing I did in my job, <laughs> I know it that, it's it, a game changer. It really it's so is. simple. It changes Be everything. Because you know what? Just be aware of people, because we're always aware of how we feel and certain things. But just be aware and notice, because I notice this when people smile at me spontaneously or unexpectedly, I get like a wave of energy. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's a wave of good feeling energy. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I love my life. Yeah. And the same thing is true when we're just smile, you know, smiling right. and sharing that with others. Yeah. And it really keeps us it keeps us dialed into that free, good frequency, the most powerful frequency of love that attracts yeah. every good thing to us and actually creates a contagion of goodness from, from us to others mm -hmm. it, and, and or having someone it not only can keep us there but when we're out of tune with that it can bring us back correct always always instantaneously and it's a living energy that's why it takes being like a child you gotta be i gotta be able to laugh and let go because all the thinking in the world 
cannot really it can only our thinking can only like uh, get into a state where we become receptive and let that real energy flow through if that real energy is not flowing through it's dead oh it feels dead it, it really is like you can't fake it man um thank you to the listeners we got a great postcard from kirky he says it's Daryl on a stand-up paddleboard or, on no, on a longboard surfing somewhere. Hawaii. Those are those little waves I told you about. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Hawaii. That you hate. Could be. Look, this looks like California, high. though. There's something about that look. You can't buy happiness, but you can buy a surfboard. That's pretty close. He says that's a quote from Ed Biagiotti. I'm not. I don't remember saying it, but heck, I'll roll with it. When man solves the mystery of imagining, which is what we're talking about, he will have discovered the secret of causation. And that is, imagining creates reality. Therefore, the man who is aware of what he is imagining knows what he is creating, realizes more and more that the drama of life is imaginal, not physical. All activity is at bottom imagination. Yeah. It creates and conserves the desirable and transforms or destroys the undesirable. I got to tell you, when I bless the hell out of my mind, um... That night when I woke up and couldn't handle being bitter anymore, that morning I woke up and I actually sent a loving text to my father-in-law and told him, let's talk about the, the house thing another time. I said I was feeling emotional about my son going to college. You know, I just like was on, like, let him <laughs> off the hook too. I didn't want to judge him for like, oh, you can't ask me things. He can ask me whatever he wants. I was just not in the place of empower, like feeling to receive it at that time, but and then he was able to respond lovingly to that text. But it was a sincere, loving place I had gotten to because I was no longer threatened or worried about anything, you know? Oh, look at this, the Beatles. I don't know if we shared this last week. Did we share this no. last week, Indy? No, it's brand new. We just got it. It is um, Daryl, Rod Schweitzer, Stephen Sidlow, and myself as the Beatles. It's also from Kirk. And it says, Ranchers have a trick to deal with a corral of skittish horses. They place a mule in their midst. Mules are generally more relaxed and laid back than the horses, and they exert a calming influence on high-stress equines. If you start to feel frantic about anything, bring forth your inner mule, <laughs> says Alan Cohen. And then Johnny Marfa's quote, be the ass. That, that's what the, uh, the donkey that Jesus rolled, rode into town. Just yes. carry that message in. That's from Kirky Loving Us. I think we already showed this one, read this one last week. Actually, it's from Lois Conklin. But we love you, Lois. And... Uh, just wanted to give a shout out to you. Um, Indy, how you doing out here at Chobo Studios? Doing great, doing great. Loving the show. Love you guys. We love you too, man. Thank you for everything you do. Uh, we want to thank our chief engineer out in the audio section sector, Jeff Comfort out there in Kansas City, Kansas. Jeff Comfort. Each week. He takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. Do a quick reading from Ernest Tone's Science of Mind. It's called The Workshop. This is one of those Science of Mind magazines from the writings of Ernest Holmes from September of 1968. And uh, that was in that was 55, 55 years ago. Yeah, it was in my elementary school yearbook. I found that. <laughs> and it's about affirmation. And it says, Now we know. And thank you, by the way, to Michael Schoonover for always providing us with such great material. And to all, so many others, he really embodies the spirit of unity, what it was all about, you know, what it really is all about. Affirmation. Now we know that affirmative thought creates good things in our lives. It keeps our body healthy, 
Maintaining the normal functions of the system, affirmative thought attracts to us according to our acceptance. He's saying that what you just read on the internet in 2023. Oh, I know. About, yeah, that they're like these groundbreaking new ideas about mental health and its effect on our, our overall well-being. This is from September of 1968. A silly little spiritual man named Ernest Holmes. He says, <laughs> if then we learn to think affirmatively, if we have more hope than despair, more faith than fear, more of a sense of security than uncertainty. And this is just, just a hair more, just a mustard seed more, as Jesus you know would what, say. You know what someone said? What? One of the new thought people that we respect, and I forget who it was, and I'll never forget it because it made it feel so good. All you have to have in your day is 51% yeah. positive versus negative to right. make significant change. So don't like strain. Right. We're not saying strain to think rightly. Just know, always know that God is renewing your mind. Just the thought of God is renewing my mind and improving my health, wealth, yeah. and circumstances. Yeah. It Just all, know that. That's Just right. affirm that because that is the bottom line truth. This isn't trying to make yourself think right so you'll, things will improve. No, this is just getting our thoughts into what already is true because yeah. it feels good. But if you're starting to strain, which can happen to us, like yeah. especially when it's a health concern, oh, I'm not thinking positive. I don't feel good. Nope. You got to back off. Let God do the work. Right. Ask God. You know, God is renewing my mind and improving my health, wealth, and circumstances. Yeah. It's actually more that thought process is probably contribute like partially contributed to that state in the first place. Yes. It's like the healing comes from letting that go. Let it really it all does. Go. Uh, like Nancy Norman said, said something that I've been saying for years, which is God is more reliable as reliable at the very least as Amazon. We know when we order it, it's going to arrive. And I've always said like, when we get scared, we go out in the alley in the back, where is it? Oh my God. And all the while it's coming to the front door. We just have to have our door open to receive it. He says, if then we learn to think affirmatively. I, I just read that part. He That's says, okay. um, oh, yeah, more peace than confusion. Gradually, these new thought patterns, new habit patterns, which are being laid down, will take over when firmly rooted. And forget, even, even if the percentage is scary or anything, like what Daryl just described, one thought, one living thought in this moment will completely wipe out yeah. all these dead tapes yes. of negative one energized, spiritualized thought. We're is always all it takes. just one thought away from being happy. That's right. It'll take over. We will then be automatically bringing to bear on every situation a peace and a calm and an assurance which are not only contagious to other people, but which silently attract to us those things we are affirming. And then this part is important. It might contradict much of our experience when we first affirm these things because you know as well as I do that often we seek to change our thought patterns when we do, it is, uh, it is as though something within us arises and argues against it and says, you can't. And we are also confronted by what the whole world thinks. Suddenly, we might have not even been thinking about it yesterday, but once we start blazing this new trail, suddenly we start to recognize, wait, the news is saying this. Like every, The whole world seems to be saying the opposite, right? And says, yet, we are still dealing only with the habitual thought patterns that are repeating themselves. Therefore, if we want to change them, we must know that we do not have to argue with anybody about it. I have found that it does not pay to try to convince people of anything. I learned that the other night also. But those people who, with imagination, 
and an inward feeling, accept these things and begin to act as though they were true by smiling and such, we'll soon find that they are true. That's yes. amazing. All right. Coming up next, good-humored Grace Dethridge keeps us grinning with today's reading, smile, and a lot more. So thank you for being with us on Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Oh! <laughs> We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right, welcome back. Today's show is called Smile for a Living. We are pleased to have, from the UK, not too far from where our last guest, Satish Kumar, resides and teaches, we have Grace Deathridge today. How are you, Grace? Hello. Yeah, very well. And um, thank you. Really pleased to be here again. And, you know, uh, second time on the show. And, and yeah, just uh, loved the first half of the show. Um, just it was um, I did quite a lot of kind of meditating on the uh, the whole thing and just hearing you speak about it. Just uh, a lot of things I'd kind of thought about were, all, you know, I was hearing them back and it was just reaffirming them again to me, which was just beautiful and uh yeah very pleased to be here <laughs> right on well we want to extend a thank you for um connecting us with last week's guest satish kumar who you work with so that was a, a huge treat for us and for everyone who had a chance to uh, listen and watch the show so thank you for that well, yeah, thank you. Well, it seemed just like an obvious natural thing to do. It's that, you know, I must have, you know, I didn't really overthink it. I <laughs> it was just like, oh, I love the podcast. And I could see that some way, you know, it that you'd be a great kind of fit together to be together in conversation. And yeah. uh, so it was just perfect and it was just wonderful. Satish loves saying yes, I think, to things that he feels inspired. Well, he's very just, yeah, uh, full of enthusiasm and energy. And uh, so I think, yeah, he really enjoyed it too. And um, I love the fact uh, that you chose smile as today's theme. I mean, it just goes with last week's relax and enjoy the show um, with Satish, because uh, it's really funny. And I don't know if you've heard any of his online meditations that he does, but I he does them uh, free kind of online meditations every now and then and regularly. Well, it's part of his meditation. It, it's relax, smile, let go. <laughs> and we relax, smile, let go. And so, you know, I was listening wow. to the first half, you know, thinking, oh, well, you've just basically said what Satish says in his meditation as well. So, again, it's just chime, you know, tuning in harmony beautifully together. Um yeah. Where it's, where yeah, could yeah. people see these uh, meditations online? Because I bet yeah. a bunch of people just thought, "Ooh, I'd like to watch those." I was or, one of those or people. Listen to yeah, those. I want to know myself. Yeah. 
Well, he um, he does monthly. He actually does monthly meditations for people. Um, they're actually pri- well, primarily um, they were put, put together for people that work on the land. So, people, farmers, gardeners. So, if, if you have your own garden, um, but also people that might be working in those kind of fields. Of, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Use the pun, um, and so, but really, for anyone, really, they're open to anyone. But um, I can uh, post a link, perhaps somehow, because um, it's through um, the Oxford Real Farming Conference. I think it is. I can pass the link, and it can yeah. be in the, oh, put it in the description. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it. Yeah. We'll make it available. Yeah, Andy just yeah. said he'll put it in the description of the show as well, and I can put yeah, it on oh, the uh, podcast you, as well. Andy. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. That that is great. That's funny yeah, that he I, the smile thing connected with with his because he yeah. didn't even mention. Though that's what I was trying to get to in my brain. He didn't mention medit. Like I was wondering, like how meditation. I know he gardens and, but and I was like, this guy is a monk. He but I, it just shows like the way he's so present. He's not just like giving canned like he, canned answers or anything. Like I was curious. So you kind of answered one of my questions. I was like, this guy's got to meditate in some way or you know have his own. So I'm glad to yeah hear that you answered that question. Yeah, and it is. It's beautiful. I mean, um, the as you were saying as well, Daryl. The when, I mean, I meditate um, you know, regularly, and and I, I mean for a long time, I think I've I, I somehow it came to me, and, and maybe it was from seeing Buddhas statues of Buddhas. Just thinking, yeah, it, it's smiling when meditating, and it doesn't have to be. Obviously, it's not doesn't have to be a big grin, but just that slight. Um, you know relaxation and even the thought of a smile yeah. just brings ease to the meditation doesn't it so that you're not striving you know to yeah. be meditate and uh, yeah. it's it's bringing that relaxation um yeah yeah because if yeah i was thinking about it um when i was listening to you both like if you say you know relax your shoulders or relax your back or relax you know parts of the body it's not so easy but if you say Instead of relaxing the jaw, smile, just slightly smile, then you totally relax the jaw. Yeah. Um, and so it's a really easy way to relax, yeah. you know, bring more relaxation. Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes me think yeah. of singing. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I've had to like relearn how to sing and smile while singing because I used to like, I was raised by a lot of like angsty music and it was. But that really like indicated struggle, and I wasn't like taught to sing. I just got into like bands and stuff because I had something to say or whatever. But uh, smile. I just I imagine uh, Daryl talks about this with making art, anything we're doing, even if it's. Uh, I like. I wanted you to share what Satish told you about the email because it's like whether we're writing an email or I'm writing a document for work or whether whatever it is, surfing. Sometimes if we're stuck or, or having struggle, it's like try to do it again while smiling, whatever it is. Do it with a smile on your face and see what happens. Because as I say it, it's so clear that the energy, it's like Daryl was saying, like when we're straining and not smiling, we're, we think we're protect. This is why we're not letting the, we think, I think I'm protecting myself by straining, but really I'm holding in the solution. I'm holding in the very energy I'm looking for by not it's weird because I th- when I'm when I'm protecting myself, I think it's a vulnerable thing to smile. Well, oh my god, what are people going to think? But yes, but when I'm open, 
I actually love what people might think. It positively influences. It's not my business to be concerned about it, but it's like nothing to be afraid of either because uh, I'm not responsible for one for what they think. And my thinking feels so much better that it doesn't matter. Yeah. And well, it goes back to the St. Francis idea because even he says, in order to live, I got to be, I got to be willing to, to die, to let go of this holding yeah. back. And you know, if you really want to, like, Cher is 80 years old. And I'm bringing her up because she is one singer when she's on stage and she still like shows up for things and belts one out. She was just on one of those game shows. I don't know if it was America's Got Talent or something to sing an ABBA song. And you're going, holy cow, this woman's 80. But every time you see her, you could watch any live performance of her, even their old shows, all of it. She is the only singer I know who, as soon as she starts a song, no matter what the she is smiling. It yeah. feels so good just to watch her and listen to her mm -hmm. because she's so right. happy while she's doing it. Right. She is like the best example of that. Mm -hmm. oh, that's um, that's lovely. You brought up um, well, share. I love share. Um, and Madonna earlier as well. I love that that rendition that you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, get into the groove. Brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, with singing, because um, my mum was a semi-professional opera singer, and like, she did the high coloratura stuff, which is like the really high kind of complex stuff. Um, and you you have to yeah you have to smile to hit the high notes so ah. I, I like that as a kind of metaphor you know because it's true it is it keep and it helps yeah you keep in tune if you smile mm -hmm. when you're singing that's crazy because <laughs> yeah. it's getting yeah. you in tune with the higher frequency of love and sound yeah. frequencies are on that frequency this is crazy know, isn't and, it and then like you're saying in the beginning it has the physical it opens your Soft power, everything opens the way it needs to open, and it also takes the stress off of your cords so that they can do the work. You're not trying to make them. There's so, it's amazing how the science and the 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 spiritual just it's all, it's all meant to go. I mean, it makes so much sense. It seems so obvious, yeah. but it's like natural. Yeah, it's just yeah. natural. Yeah, yeah like yeah. birds. Me and mugging is killing people. It is, it is. I remember when I first got into meditating. I was also, before that, you know, I was still listening to some, um, like, rap music that I grew up with. Like, gangster rap came out when I was a teenager and stuff. And, you know, there'd be these magazines, Rolling Stone, and it'd be, like, NWA or someone else. Mean Faces, like, yeah. And mean I remember when mugger. I first started meditating and I looked at the cover, I was like, and you said, you talk about this a lot. I thought it was so funny because now instead of seeing the movie that they're supposed to be projecting out, yeah, you're see. I would see them as wait. These are some guys that went to a photo shoot, yeah, and they're they're acting like this, yeah. at a photo shoot, yes. Like and it just all of a sudden, and it also I started to see this is like pouting little children. little boys. Yeah. It's like these are the looks of pouting children. These are not tough. Yeah. This is not something I want to to be you know like to strive for to be a pouting. Like you're rich, but you're still pouting, and like you know, it just uh, and it's not just that. I mean, I see it, and we see it in a lot of things, uh, modeling or whatever. Yeah. I start, whoa, what is? It's it's crazy how they figure out a way to like market feeling bad. Well, it's insanity. To, yeah, it's um, what do you call it? It is insanity because it was a marine who told me, you know, smiling isn't a sign of weakness. 
A smiling man is a confident man, mm -hmm. confident that all things are working together for good. You cannot win a war, you know, with a mean mugged. Right. Love is the cure. Right. And smiling opens the door to a resolution. Yeah. Not pounding and grimacing. Right. That's funny. That makes me think. That's why it seems like it's a secret because in reality, this is what works. But what people tend to, the people that tend to be like on cameras and stuff talking about it, they, t they tell a totally different story that like, I did this on my own. I'm a tough guy, you know, like, ah, ah. but behind the closed doors, like whether it's, you know how yeah. Sean Pan can be like this mopey brooding guy or Eddie Vedder, I'm a mo, you know, like that. But it's like, you know, like behind, off, outside of this little frame through which we're watching this pouty interview, there's like a team of people that are yeah. waiting on their every whim. They're getting in the highest end vehicles. Right. And he grew up in Malibu. His right. dad was a big director. Yeah, but it's, it's like, <laughs> I'm glad I did. I'm glad that you and I talk about this. I'm glad I did not make it big or become famous when I was like a brooding rock star in a band. Cause, and then I had to keep, it almost killed me. We were playing like just for a couple hundred people a night. And that almost killed me because I was like, I had started meditating and I knew I had grown beyond it, but I felt, I felt like I was somehow burdened. I had to keep it going yeah. and it was horrible, man. <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm not in that anymore. <laughs> oh man, De Miss Deathridge, I wanted to, uh, you to share what you told me that um, uh, Satish told you with regards to emails and things when you first started working at the university with, with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. Um, I've, I've been there a couple of years, and not long after I'd started, he popped into the office, and I'd, I'd known of him for a while, and and uh, and read some of his books, and um, and so it was quite like, oh wow, you know, exciting when he. I mean, he just popped his head round the office door, and then he just said, um, "Well, you know, lovely welcome," as you imagine, because um, yeah, he's just very. Uh, welcoming presence mm. and uh, but he but he made sure that I knew he welcomed me and he said when in your job while you're here you know um just the most important thing is to do everything with love um and uh you know every every email that you write um yeah write it with love um and uh yeah I mean it was a you know and we well very much we were both smiling um <laughs> on our meeting <laughs> that meeting of um souls or you know um beings and uh yeah he and he also talked about our names because his name means truth um and yeah he was saying how he loved my name uh grace and how that we could use our names as our mantras that was a uh, quite nice thing to say wow well, yeah <laughs> what's your mantra my mantra or what does my name mean? Same, yes. My name, Daryl? Yeah. It means beloved. There you go. Oh, oh there we And are. my brother, you Eric. You are well-loved, And my brother, Eric, means prince. Wow. I think no. my name is something no. like protector. Edward? Edward? Yeah, let's see it what means it means. It means mule jockey. Oh, yeah. I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's what uh, Marfa said. I know. Yes, nice. <laughs> it means what? The let's see. Eid means fortune, and ward means guard. The wealthy guard. Oh wow! Fascinating. Yeah, that's a good mantra. <laughs> I'm a wealthy guard, like a guardian of the wealth. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, beloved. You better watch out. <laughs> you are, that's a good name for you because I think sometimes I hate you, my name. Growing no, I know, up. but like you got to. I think you should drop that because no, no. Now I like it. Yeah, yeah. No one else has it. No, I, I should say I, I think you should utilize it because sometimes I think you think like me. Sometimes you think the world doesn't love me. They hate, and you're like the most beloved person I know. Everywhere you go, and everyone else knows this about you. And I'm not, I, I, I'm not bragging because I'm like so smart, but I know how it is when you're in your own skin. You don't always see this, but that's true. But you are beloved, even in settings where you think this is so distasteful. Those people love you. You mean like Saturday night? Saturday was that, night? No, no. When was it where we met Jen? What night was that? Oh, at the Village Well. Yeah. Yes. Even there, you. It's even the scenes that aren't your cup of tea. They're selling your books. <laughs> <laughs> Even certain meetings where there's ne'er-do-wells or what have you, they come up to you and hug you and talk about how much you changed their life. Wow. Well, you thank are you beloved, for reminding man. me. Yeah, man. It's my pleasure to do so. I see Indy nodding. What does Indiana well. mean? Land of the Indians. That's it? I just looked it and up. The- That's what I mean. That's his name's Indiana? And it means land of the Indians. Well, Satish, you're related to Satish. Hey. Also, Satish actually, rep- like, I said, thanks for being on the show. And he sent such a lovely email. Speaking of email. Oh, wow. It was so cool that he took the time to even be so loving to, to just the producer. You know, it was amazing. It was great. That's incredible. <laughs> you know, I was listening to Grace telling, and you have someone who's at the top of the organization um, saying that to you. I was thinking, man, what a wonderful place to work mm-hmm. because a company always reflects the nature of the leadership the leadership yeah and i was thinking about other places i've worked for and even how ed shared about where he works and the tendency is instead of make sure you put love in everything you do it's like oh wow yeah and that really works because every time you're sending love, no matter what the seeming difficulty or pleasantry, it just enhances it for the better. It transforms it for the better. And I was thinking Ed, where Ed works and some of the places I have worked, and it's almost like you better put fear in every email you write. You know what I mean? It's like you better, because it's all, because if you let them know we're nice, they're gonna come and get us, or they're gonna. Uh, dude, you are not. It's like, crazy, you but are it, but spot it, on, and then yeah. they get. It becomes a self fulfilling prophecy, because now that's permeating, and everybody, because everyone in the organization, because of this vibe, is like, like no, everyone's suspicious of each other. No one trusts one another really. Kind of, you know, superficially, it, yeah. it really is a bit like. It's crazy. Yeah, you're. I mean, I, just, I wanted to cut it because you're describing perfectly. They hired someone in a certain position of leadership in my district that was supposed to handle the legal stuff. That was supposed to be their specialty. Instead, this person's more afraid of the legal stuff than anyone, um, than than most. And over the few years that that person's been here, it's wreaked havoc on everyone because instead of alleviating the burden of that right. part, it's piled it on. And it's like you said, it's. It hits such a visceral, unconscious, insecure part of people, legal. Yeah. So then 
that will tend to override their good-natured cheer and will toward each other. Throughout the day. Throughout the day. Yeah. And that's the only – I love what you said because that's what I, – I take it upon myself in my district. I have to do this to my, for myself every day, but every person that I work with I, at any level, when I come into their office, I see them having that type of stress. I do that. I tell them, just relax. There's nothing that bad that can happen to you. Just smile. You are pro. I'm, I'm telling principles, super. I'm telling. I'm just taking it upon myself to be the guardian of the true wealth, <laughs> yeah, Edward, and do it because it's so real. I mean, this is exciting because I'm like wondering where's my life going to go and yeah. anything I ever want to do and will do and will be successful with. I'm definitely going to be telling people the same thing because, dude, my interactions with people through my work is heaven. Like the most gnarly parents that everyone else fears. Last year, I shared it. She, she gave me the PTA Human Service Award and wrote me the most amazing email and had her son do the most glowing review of me in a video for that award. And it just comes through not being afraid of those who aren't smiling, even though I do get afraid, but I use these tools to release, to, to grin and let and release it. I just, because no fear or doubt or worry, like with my father-in-law, for example, no fear, doubt, or work can stand in the face of a smiling man like the kind that yeah, you're the confident it. it has to dissolve. Well, you also um, write loving letters and communicate lovingly when everyone is saying you should not, literally. Yeah. Because Ed has written, you know, he'd write parents, you know, he'd send them emails, updates, you know, just like a normal, like you would expect from a good teacher saying, oh, your son's doing this well today or this or that. And then if another teacher or supervisor heard of it, they would tell it, oh, you, you can't do that. We can't do that. Yeah. But meanwhile, because that parent is this and that, but meanwhile, that parent and child and the relationship with the school has improved because of Ed doing these things that he was told totally. not to do. Texting with parents, like I text with the especially that parent that everyone else is afraid of. Like, they, they got my text straight away. I become like an uncle to their kid. I got invited to one, one of those parents' birthday, kids' That's birthday right. parties last week, right after, after the show. After the show. And they were handing, I, I, I didn't, uh, they were handing me beers and coming up to me and thanking me and all that, that stuff, you know. But like, that's how it could be for everyone there. Yeah. It's that's just how the, the natural way. Is. Yeah, it's just natural, man. It, we have to let go of the fear and smile for a living. It's incredible. Mm. And also, um, yeah, I, I was just, it's funny, actually, I just earlier, I just, uh, I, don't, I know, uh, but you know, obviously, we've talked about Jerry Jampolsky before, yes. and I was looking at this earlier. Yes. Love is the answer, uh, creating positive re relationships. And I just, uh, just opened it on the page, which was lesson four. Um, I can choose to see everyone as either loving or fearful. So, yeah, if I'm getting that, funny you know behavior to, well what I'm seeing as perhaps scary from the other person then that is fear coming from them isn't it that I'm picking up on and so yes. yeah to be loving and to and then I can love by you know giving a smile or you know doing all the amazing work that you're doing with yeah all the people that you come into contact with yeah um, and I think the key that I've been learning lately is because we're empathic a lot, of, and some people more or less aware of it, but Daryl and I are like super empathic that 
I need to go by myself after I'm with someone who's having negative and just be like, I have to be able to admit to myself, that feels horrible. Something in here feels horrible. Dump that out. Get back to my loving self. And then from there, because I feel people's vibes so hard. It's hard to like, ah, I get so, uh, I get twisted, man, overwhelmed. And I start getting negative. I got I to gotta get a book from the yeah. other room and read this because I think Grace, you, and our listeners would love just on what you yeah. said. I can't believe I brought the book because I go, this is going to work for Grace. Yeah, I think some of us as empaths learned that uh, funniest thing with Laurel and Fred. That's what it says on the whiteboard behind Indy right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> One of these days he's going to get our names right. Um, but I think as empaths, sometimes because we're sensitive, we want to be loving to others. We are afraid to call it as we see it. Like we, so yes. we, we cut off our discernment and start getting sucked into things we don't need to be a part of. Because we become sympathetic to that to that frequency. Yeah, exactly. And then I start thinking, oh, it's me. Or we I'm start vibrating with yeah. it. And that's why sometimes we have to be powerfully honest and radically loving within ourselves first, like Satish mm -hmm. was saying, so that we can then be radically loving with the other person, yeah. you know, but we I've have to be, really, no, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Learning that myself a lot recently that sometimes it's just better to be quiet, yes. just to be silent and, and listen, you know, I can listen. That's an act of love, um, yes. but it doesn't mean I need to a agree or b respond or, but you know, I can listen as an act of love. And um, and then I don't have to say, you know, well, I don't see it that way or whatever I might normally want to perhaps say. Right. I don't have to say anything. And I can. Yeah. It's that being in contact with yourself, isn't it? Like, yeah, if there's a lot of um, fear being demonstrated. It's connect within to my love within that that source that power and, and feel that kind of inner smile within and that peace within and, and be there and then that's going to be the best thing for that person that's you know yeah in a fearful state and for me as yeah well. yeah for everybody <laughs> and then get on with my own joy as soon as possible and not think that somehow yeah. i'm handcuffed to that person just because they're yeah. in that state you know and sometimes i gotta tell god to use a, a term uh that grace might use. This is all rubbish. It feels terrible, God. When I'm with God, when that person's no longer there, when I'm in my prayers, I can admit that, like, that felt terrible. And then I start getting guidance as, well, how can I proceed? And a lot of times I don't have to do anything. It's just let it go. They're, they're not, they're not yeah. in danger. They're doing quite well. They're just choosing to see it yes. that way right now. You're not responsible. We need you to go do what you're here to do and not get stuck on every person that's not feeling good. Yeah, because I'm of no use to anybody I'm of no benefit to anyone if I'm carrying around, you know, you should be able to help that person or uh. you should. No, the best thing I could do is just bless them in my mind, affirm the best for them. Yes. But not, and the word, I love that word. It's, we, I can't sympathize with them, meaning get into the same. Yeah, like a sympathetic vibration. Yeah, get into Start the vibrating same vibration because then I'm not helping the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to keep myself elevated. That's the best thing I can do for that person, myself, and for others. That's Instead correct. of shutting down with guilt, I should, I should be concerned too. It's kind of the whole course of miracles. We got to wake up from the nightmare yes. of fear. Otherwise, we're, we can't help anyone else wake up. Well, this goes, I, I can't believe I brought this because I, 
Anyway, this turns out what we're talking about, and listen, this reading was really beneficial, and it's on this exact topic. Many of us grew up in situations that required us to be constantly on our guard. We became so keenly attuned to the people around us and how to please them or to avoid their anger that we lost contact with our inner messages. Rather than developing skills for drawing upon our inner resources, we developed skills for looking outward and reacting to whatever confronted us. This method of survival may have been necessary in the past while we were under stress, but it doesn't allow us any rest or the possibility of simply following what we know and feel is right. We are learning to know what we think and feel and to express it, even if it isn't always what others want to hear. We can be spontaneous now because we have room for mistakes in our lives. Our relationships are more reliable, and we have more energy from sincerity than from always striving to make a good appearance. Yeah. Is it important for me to be, sin- to be sincere than to be on my guard? It is more important for me to be sincere than to be on my guard. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth was like with my father-in-law, the thing that got me was not what he was saying. It's the part of me that in the past was such a people pleaser that didn't want to say no or just sincerely say, well, this is what, you know, like, and let him have his, that's what was really like, he's not giving me what I need to survive, which is his approval. You know, it's like, forget that. Like, well, I yeah, or, fe- or fear of his response might be anger or yeah, disappointment or just anything, anything other than good. Right. And that is not, I can't live from that space. And then I can't go around blaming others because that'll never get me free. I got to, use these tools to truly get free and become powerful and joy the like embody the powerful joyful person that i really am and then these things are not there's there's nothing for me to even do i don't have to even dwell on this stuff at all i got to get on with my business like sammy davis said i've got to be me that's right (laughs) remember that great song yeah I just thought you were going to tell the story eddie murphy told about what sammy davis told him in a dark bar one time but that's on that's for another day um (laughs) Grace, do you have a, a daily word for to read for us? Yes, today? I do. Um, so, yes, this is uh, the daily word from Monday, the fourteenth of August. Yep. Smile. My smile is God's love expressing through me. A smile communicates in ways that words cannot. Long before they begin to speak, babies respond to smiles. People from all cultures recognize the meaning of a smile. When language differences make communication between two strangers challenging, a smile can put both at ease. My smile may be a spontaneous, my spontaneous response to a humorous situation or happy surprise, or it may tell everyone who sees it that all is well with me. My smile may be my heart's response to someone who needs encouragement when there are no words to express what I'm feeling. Although each smile is as unique as the person who offers it, its message is universal. Even if we speak different languages or come from different cultures, we are one in God. And from numbers, um, the Lord makes his face 
to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Ah. I love, um, it mentions about babies responding to smiles, but it's funny because I was thinking about um, babies and, you know, children and, and dogs as well when they just, it's like the unconditional love they can give to somebody can just suddenly make that person just burst into a smile, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And that's like, yeah. So unconditional love, you know, can just suddenly bring that smile and that light to somebody. Yeah. That's great. And this whole thing's made me realize like a lot of the reason why I got into doing the work I was doing in like public schools and stuff is because somewhere like when I was younger, the dynamic was that I wrote myself into was like this heroic role where no matter how much I'm suffering, I can find a way to help someone else who is suffering. But my new role, that's very tiring because within that is no matter how much I'm suffering, the new role that I'm writing for myself is how about I release all my suffering and just do the joyful thing I came here to do without all the suffering and see what happens then. And it's, it's hard because there's so much, or not, it's not, I don't want to say it's hard, but I'm, it takes practice because I have to keep releasing this underlying belief that there's virtue in the suffering, that that's what makes me have some sort of authority or something because yeah. of the suffering. And it's not. It, the, the authority just comes from tapping in to the now, the truth, the flowing, the loving flow. That is what um, oh. brings the brings the authority and funniest thing folks another book i wasn't gonna bring yeah uh wow just that's this, where are you getting these things ah indy it's mine and indy's little secret so <laughs> the cat in the hat you're like pulling them out from that yeah hat. so this goes along with it this, I mean, this is a quote from marianne williamson ed's old girlfriend Ooh la la there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so other people won't feel insecure around you. Yeah. We were born to manifest the glory of God within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. Yes. And that's the part that should let you off the hook when you're thinking, oh, I shouldn't be happy now because these people are suffering. Well, the same joy is in them waiting to know it's okay to come out. Right. So why don't you be the first one who smiles and lets gives them the invitation? Yeah. You know, it's funny. You called Satish a welcoming presence, mm-hmm. and we referred to smiling makes us a welcoming presence. Wow. And it it, well, it invites the people like to come up and out. Yeah, I was true. thinking it's. I thought of a word that made me. Think, I thought it's it's disarming. It yes. can be, you know, so somebody people would. You, you can just see you smile, and maybe somebody is frowning, and then they you just see there. You know, like you're saying, it's contagious, isn't it? So it just. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work. So, and that's the thing, isn't it? It doesn't. That's the thing about it being unconditional. Because sometimes you, I have smiled to people in the street before, and I've I've had like verbal <laughs> abuse back. Because like, I do tend to smile a bit as I go around my day. I'm not always if I'm really in my head, mm-hmm. completely believing my thoughts. I don't see anyone like so, and that happens as well. But but when I do, I have smiled before, and it I didn't get a great reaction. But it's that doesn't matter, you know. I mean, that's hard for that person at that time. But, yeah, it is um, it is unconditional 
and uh, it is it's greeting yeah. isn't it and so it's greeting life and and this whole thing that we have yeah that uh, yeah I really hear you Ed about that belief in suffering and and then I was thinking about friend friendliness and smiling because it's smiling it's welcoming it's friendly and then I was thinking about whole link with you know like a friendly universe like the yeah. you know it is a friendly universe it's a smiling universe yeah and, and uh but we're believing thoughts sometimes, aren't we? That just yeah means we're not quite uh, seeing that <laughs> in that yeah. moment when we're believing. But then we can just not believe them, can't we? We can when we see that uh, and just be easy on ourselves when you know yeah. just yeah. notice and yeah. smile. <laughs> was it Kathy or Nancy Norman that was talking about? We gotta we have we make laws for ourselves. That was Kathy. Yeah, we make laws for ourselves, and it's really important to recognize. Like, if we may, if I make a law that says I can't, there's no way I can. Like, suffering is part of my reality. If that's a law for me, then my conscious, my mind will continue to replicate that. So I can consciously dissolve that law by slowing down. Sometimes I got to slow down and go. What am I saying to myself? I'm sitting here in this in air conditioned studio. I have a car, a nice car. I like to drive. I have money in the bank, and I'm telling myself that I have to suffer. But sometimes by saying to myself, just kind of like fact check, what is the thought that's going, or I'm imagining, I'm sitting here, there's no one around, but I'm imagining this person is here judging me, or I'm comparing myself to some fictitious character I saw on a TV show and using that to judge my, it's crazy the amount of wild laws that I've written for myself in the past that involve suffering. And yet, like yesterday I was leaving the beach and this one woman was talking to a friend of mine, she was a yoga teacher and she's... Uh, she was saying something I, I don't know uh, about Hinduism, but she was saying, I talked to this, this whole thing was funny. I'm talking to a fortune teller and the guy told me, you are like a Tara, which I think that was the word. It was like some goddess that's like very peaceful, but you want to be a Lakshmi. And she was like, she was uncomfortable about this. And I was like, I wonder what that means. Cause I didn't know. So I looked up what Lakshmi meant. Cause she was like, Oh, I wouldn't, don't think I really want to be a Lakshmi. Lakshmi is like a goddess of prosperity. And I was like, why would, there's so much shame around prosperity at times. It's like, I would never want to be. I was like, I want to be a Lakshmi. Like, and then I looked yeah. at her car in the lot, and it was a white Tesla that said, like, a vanity plate with the word queen in it. I was like, dude, obviously you are prosperous. Obviously, it's like, own it. Enjoy it. Love it. That's what Reverend Ike was all about. Love it. And it's, but it, beyond Reverend Ike, it's like, I'm wondering, like, I'm learning for myself. Wow. Having fun being prosperous I have to dissolve a lot of old laws that I wrote for myself and let it be easy because it can be. And smiling is oh. a big part of that. Um, I've actually got, it's funny, I've got a picture of Lakshmi. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. It's wow. just on my desk. And, uh, but yeah, she's basically, I mean, look, she's smiling. Yes. She looks very, you know, and she's basically all the gold which she's giving and receiving. She's got a kind of, a hand that's giving all the gold away. Oh, wow. Um, and then it's kind of just in her, it's all, yeah, it's all around. She is the gold as well, really. But That's uh, beautiful. Yeah, it is. But I see that, yeah, it's it's love. It's, yeah, it's all one, isn't it? It's yeah. Me, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. It is, Tara is Lakshmi and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Daryl and I see it a lot. I don't know if it's more, mostly, like, it's really prominent in LA, but, like, being super wealthy and pretending not to be or that there's something wrong. Like, you know, like drop it, man. Just be joyfully 
prosperous. Yeah. And there's more good that can come from that because then we have more good to give it and feels, we feel good yeah. and it's we bless others and let them know you can have it too. You can do this. Yeah. Everyone can. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, and it is yeah. the wealth, the wealth of yourself, is yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the wealth. Yeah. Well, this has been a prosperous show. Grace Deathridge, thank you for joining us. Yes. Um, we have a couple things to say before you go. Yes, we found something about you yes. from your school days, high school days. If you see Mr. Satish, give him our regards. Yes, will do. I will do. Okay, so this is from high school. When Grace Deathridge was in high school, she had a very sarcastic history teacher named Miss Whiffle. Not the smiling type, you can imagine. One day, when class was acting a bit unruly, Miss Whiffle said, you're all acting like a bunch of buffoons. Now, if there are any buffoons in the room, will they please stand up? After a very long silence, Grace rose to her feet. Now then, Miss Deathridge, why do you consider yourself a buffoon? Well, actually, I don't. But I hate to see you standing up there all by yourself. <laughs> she was always a kind soul. I know. <laughs> This reminds me of, <laughs> of uh, something Leslie Gore once sang. Well, we had a miracle story about Leslie Gore. Oh, yeah. Gore. Share this real quick. A couple so, weeks ago. Less than, no, like a week last week. Because we were going to do it for um, Satish, but we had the 8,000 miles. Oh, okay. So two weeks ago. Yes. Two weeks ago, um, online, I see like this scene from a movie, this girl singing. And she was, and it just looked so much fun. It was Leslie Gore, who I never knew before or never heard of, right. singing a song called Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows. And she's on like a, a bus and they're going on a ski trip. And I'm like, this is awesome. So I said, Ed, we got to sing this song one day on one of our shows. Yes. And as I finished telling him that, I hang up and I'm walking Gidget, my dog, at the same time. While I'm listening to the song because you sent it to me. Yeah. And I look, one of our neighbors was moving and they left like a little cardboard box with some items on the, cor you know, on the curb to see if anyone wanted them for free. Right. And in there is a cassette tape, Leslie Gore's... Greatest hits. Yes. And the one song that's in a different, like purple, everything else is light blue. It's very like 1960s yes. looking, is this song. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? Do I call it right away? I go, you're not going to believe what was just in <laughs> yeah. this box of this lady. I had no idea existed. <laughs> so the great miracle of it all is you're going to get it right now. Yes. By Daryl and Ed's rendition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Well, Ed? this is what happens when you go smiling through life, right? Yes. It goes sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Brighter than a lucky penny when you're near the rain goes disappears dear and i feel so fine just to know that you are mine visit darylnett.com grace Deathridge, we love you thanks for being a part of funniest thing with daryl sunshine lollipops and rainbows everything that's wonderful is sure to come your way when your love is here to stay. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.